Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode 40 of my art and self-improvement podcast. I'm Katie and I'm a life coach and artiste. I help artists stop procrastinating on their art and create the work they've been dying to make. I struggled with self-loathing, anxiety, depression, procrastination, and the works. This podcast is my weekly update on how I'm making a better life for myself so I can be the best artist I can be. Okay, so today let's talk about what you, maybe, and I as artists obsess over, okay? Followers. Seriously, we got to talk about it because it's like such a huge thorn on everyone's butts and we need to just nip it in the bud right now and just talk about it. Okay, but here's the thing. This is not going to be anything you've heard before about followers and getting an audience and stuff like that. We aren't going to be talking about tactics and strategies and best times to post and shit because I tried focusing on that shit and it just made it really not fun. Okay, so we ain't going to do that today. All right. I'm in a course right now for coaches and I've been learning a lot about serving energy. It's this energy that us coaches really need to be in, a totally loving and deep sense of serving to our clients to create a really genuine, true connection so that the client has a super safe space to mess up, fuck up, spill their guts, make changes, bloom, you know, do whatever that they need to do while having constant support. It literally feels amazing to have a coach. Like when I'm really in a bad place, like I'm just going down really negative thought spirals about my worthiness and, you know, just randomly shit will come up from my past relationship, right? Just stuff like that comes up. Or even like, you know, things I'm really ashamed about, like stuff that I would never admit to anyone, not even friends. I know that my coach has got me. I know that she's for sure the one person that will never, ever judge me and that sh- that's exactly what she's there for. So... You know, that's that's such a great feeling for me to know that every week I'll, I'll I know that someone's got me and you know me. I apply everything that I learn to art so that I could again make myself a better artist. So this is hot off the press shit. OK, I haven't fully tested it. I'm I'm it's something I've been thinking about and I want to try it out thinking about things this way so we can go on this journey together. OK, but. What I'm about to tell you, I think, makes total sense, so let's go. I get asked so often how to gain followers. Like, what did I do to get the number of followers I have now? What do I suggest? What should I, what, you know, what should I try? People asking me to, like, feature them. Um, And I always reply that I never had a tactic or a strategy. Like, I don't. I barely looked at my insights and stuff like that, you know, like, um, I don't have a best time to post thing. I truly just focused on doing things from the heart as much as I can. Um, anytime that I strayed away from that and tried to do like what's popular, it was just like, ugh, no good, no good. So I've been thinking a lot about this and like, how would I grow my audience? What, what would I need? The problem that I ran into a lot in the past was like really 
kind of only seeing other people as validation machines. Like that, like that number was just a reflection of my worth and other people kind of owed me validation. So really focused on that number and figuring out, you know, tactics, right? On how to gain followers. Like, ooh, what's popular right now? Or, ooh, this watercolor piece got a lot of likes. Maybe I should do watercolors. Or, ooh, Lois just posted this color scheme that she's she's trying out. Maybe I should do that too. So let's, like, let's break down what happens when the ticker, right? Like if you look on Instagram, that ticker of your follower count goes up by one. Um, okay, assuming that it's not bots and stuff, right? Like, okay, so let's focus on it being a human being on the other side that just, you know, followed you. You gain a follower when somebody lands on your page, right? And feels a connection to you and your art and then was inspired from that connection to press the follow button so okay if you want to gain followers then if you want to make money from your art because i think this is the same thing somebody feels a connection with your art and then they're inspired to you know ask for a commission or or buy a print or something like that then your goal is connection i <laughs> was really, really confused as to why people weren't connecting with my art when I, when I wasn't connected with me. Like, how could I really expect that? I would draw something with, for example, like with an artist in mind that I wanted to be inspired by, like thinking about what they did because whatever they were doing was working. Whatever they were doing in their art was working in terms of getting a lot of likes or in terms of me thinking that they're like, good artists and so having them in mind with the attempt of gaining followers gets getting some likes then i was disappointed by the numbers right and i and i would be surprised like why like my art must be so bad or i have no idea who i am as an artist or i'm a terrible artist like that's what would happen to me so how can we connect with our viewers I was watching a painting demo by Laurel D. Austin. She's an illustrator and concept artist at Blizzard. She's like my one of my top favorite artists of all time. I've been influenced by her. Like when I saw her work, she was kind of the big reason why I really wanted to work for Blizzard too, other than my addiction for World of Warcraft. And she was talking about combining different animals to create this design of a horse that one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse would ride. So she was, you know, she was on screen drawing this horse and it's still very horsey, like it's clearly a horse, but she included some subtle nods to a rat to make it seem kind of sickly, right? Like a lab, white lab rat, and then a big front heavy shoulders of a bull to make it seem more predatory. Like, you know, um, uh, Horses don't have big shoulders or anything like that, right? They're, they're a lot more slender than that. But she made the front side like extra bulky. And it's these subtle shifts, but it's enough for, to, to possibly trigger those feelings of like, you know, fear or like, like grossness, like disgust maybe, right? For, towards the rat or towards the, the bull um, to the audience. 
And she just talked about how the point, the point of this whole thing is for the viewer to feel something. That is how a connection is made between an artist and a viewer. Again, this is why fan art is so popular. It's because the IP, the intellectual property, right? Like the, the Disney stuff, the Kingdom Hearts, the um, Pokemon, whatever, right? Like those IPs, many people already have a, a connection to those characters or whatever. Um, and so when we draw those characters um, or that intellectual property, it does a lot of the heavy lifting when it comes to creating a connection with the viewer. Again, I don't think there's anything wrong, right, with doing fan art. Totally nothing wrong. It's really fun. I love it, right? Like, it's super fun. Like, who doesn't love drawing Disney? Who doesn't love drawing princesses? Um, but then don't make it mean anything about you if your original art doesn't get as much likes, right? Like, or don't make it mean that it's like, oh, then that means like I, my stuff is just going to never be as good or, or whatever. So the goal is connection, right? Okay. Then the goal is, so if the goal is connection, then the goal is to make your viewer feel something. That is how connection happens. That is what, um, at least when I went to school and in the industry too, for video games, um, that is, kind of how we uh, defined whether, you know, like whether um, something was successful or not, like if a design was successful or not, did it create the feeling that we wanted it to create, like um, based on a character? Um, so yeah, to make your viewer feel something, to give them an experience, um, it's why probably a, a lot of you and I became artists. We had a super memorable experience because of somebody's art, whether it's a movie, an animation, a game, right, a comic book. Mine would be Loish's artwork, Sakimi-chan, like a lot of the heyday of art artists, and then also World of Warcraft. <laughs> and, you know, we would love, and the reason we became artists is because we would totally love to give that to other people. We want to we want to inspire other people as well. It was also because for me anyway, I then kind of thought that the artist was incredible and awesome and cool and I wanted other people to think that about me as well. And that's how I personally believe I kind of like tarnished the passion, you know? Like it's it's why I didn't really feel really clean with my love for art. I was making it really related to my worth and really, really wanting other people to think like, you know, I'm awesome or I'm a great artist and stuff. So, um, so this is, this is what I've been kind of thinking in order for me to focus on my viewer and kind of creating, you know, an experience for them. I want to totally love on the people that follow me, right? Like I want to be excited with them. Um, I don't want to feel like they owe me anything, right? Like, like nobody owes me likes or follows or anything. I really think this is why Disney is so successful. They put a lot of investment in creating an incredible experience for their viewers. They take a lot of time thinking about their audience, right? Like and, and what the response is and what their experience will be. They really think about in their movies, like what scenes are going to inspire fear or love or excitement or sadness. They're taking us through like a journey, right? And, and then they use their entire expertise to bring forth that experience as best as possible.
Like Walt Disney created Disneyland because he wanted an amazing place for families to go to, right? Like he wanted to really wow people and families particular and kids like with an experience, with like a, a, a real in life, ex what is that the word? In person experience, a real life experience. And my guess is that he wasn't doing it for him. I don't think somebody with that kind of passion was doing it for themselves. They were doing it for the love of the experience, right? Like um, for delighting other people. I think this is really important because this is the this is very different than people pleasing, right? When we're people pleasing, we are not loving. That's not coming from a place of love. We're manipulating our behavior in order to control somebody else's opinion about us, right? To make them like us. I don't think that that's what's going on for Disney. That's not love, that is self-indulgence. And I don't think that's where success comes from. Um, sometimes the most loving thing to do is not to please someone. So when it comes to art, that this is this is not about ignoring what you like to do and only doing what's popular or doing whatever your viewers ask you to do. Like think about Disney again. They put so much time into picking scripts and developing characters and making sure the story sounds really good, but they're not going out into the world and making it like a democracy, right? Like, you know, like they're not like, hey, um, can you vote on the colors of this main character that like is really gonna like define the colors of the rest of the movie, you know? Like, and they're not gonna ask like, hey, what should, you know, what do you think this character should say in scene eight? And like pretty much like asking other people for their opinions. Like, no, they're the experts, you know? They're the ones that know about color theory and shape language and movement to really create that experience. And they're creating movies that they would want to watch as well, right? That they are proud of. You're the expert of your vision and you're creating a magical experience that someone else may experience. I personally wouldn't draw things that I don't find fun just because it's popular and people ask me to. I think that's the fastest way to ruin my relationship with my art and my audience. Like I think that's totally gonna breed resentment. This has gotten me so much more excited to do studies and learn the fundamentals again because I want to be able to create my vision to the best of my ability um, for me and other people to experience. And it's been so much more fun to, um, to do studies, not because I want to pass a class, not because I want to impress a professor or somebody else, but because I really want to be able to create that vision as best as I can. Okay, but let's, let's go the other way because like, I don't want you to feel scared about thinking like, oh, then now you have to really care about what your audience thinks, right? Like, I don't think so. The, the way I'm thinking about it is if I want to blow somebody else's mind with my art, I need to blow my own mind first. So funnily, like me focusing on creating an incredible experience for myself will probably create maybe that same experience for other people, right? Like if I, <clears throat> if I have fun doing it, it's possible that somebody else will have fun experiencing it. I don't personally think that the focus should be about gaining followers. I'm just saying that I think this is how it happens, right? I think it's because like a connection happens in that way. And so if we want to feel connected, um, um, we create 
an experience for ourselves and our, our and our um, and for our viewers kind of thing. I don't think that caring about what they think in the sense that like um, I want them to think I'm good. I want them to think I'm um, uh, impressive or something like that. I want them to think I make good work that I'm good enough. I don't think that's where connection happens, right? Like um, when we're trying to get somebody's opinion about us as artists or about our work, then that's when we're being kind of manipulative. Um, And so the energy that I think we really need is like this total self-sufficiency. It's like this total, like, I'm... I'm I'm not here to do anything other than create things that other people might think is great, right? That other people might have fun experiencing. And fun could be all sorts of things. Fear, disgust, whatever, right? Whatever you want your um, viewer to experience. I don't think it's about, like, trying to change their opinion. I think that's where, I think that's where the, the fine line is, right? Um, I think the focus then to make it really easy, if really, if we're just talking about giving them a good experience, right? I think then the focus is just to create a good experience for us. Like, you know, if you want, you could really, really put your heart and soul into something. Like, what if, what if tomorrow you knew it was your last day on earth and you had one more painting in you? How would you show up to that painting? How would you show up to like a study that you're doing? For me, I would think that how I would show up is, for example, if I'm studying something like a human skull or human bones or like um, figure drawing, I would, I, if this was my last chance, I would think about how, how can I study this with such a deep understanding? It's almost as if like I would fall in love with the subject instead of being in my own head about... Um, is this good enough? Will they like me? Will they think I'm a good artist, right? Like I would just not be there. If I was, if this was really my last chance to paint, then I would fully like be present with my painting and just fully really, really enjoy like the experience between me and the painting and the subject, whatever I'm painting. And then how can I really just feel as much love as possible during this painting right like during this last painting that i have on this planet what if we showed up like that every single time that we started a started a piece of artwork there was just so many times in the in the far past that i had zero connection to the artwork i wasn't all in on it i wasn't pouring any love into it i wanted it to make me feel love right? Like I thought my artwork owed me something. And then when it didn't, I just totally blamed myself and I totally blamed the artwork. And so what does that happen? I created huge disconnection between myself and my artwork, like my, between myself and myself. Like I really felt lost and I like, I didn't know who I was as an artist and all that stuff. And then I also had no connection with my artwork. So this, like, I just want to make it super clear, this is not a PSA for perfectionism, right? Far from it. This is just about really looking deep into my heart and creating heartworks. <laughs>
Okay, so if this really resonated with you, if this message touched you in some way, if you're like, whoa, that makes a lot of sense. Like that, that could be a big reason why I've had such a terrible relationship with Instagram, why I have such a hard time being on social media because I've just been so obsessed about the numbers and I've been like obsessed about numbers not growing and then I'm having no idea why they're not growing. You're totally welcome to reach out to me if you would like some help with this, especially around making sure that you're having fun, right? That you're not tying your worth to those numbers and then you're not operating like that anymore. There's, you don't go one more painting from that place. So you can comment on this video if you'd like or you can reach out to me either on Instagram or here. Oh, also Facebook. Yes, I'm back on Facebook. It's actually kind of related to what we've been talking about today because um, I love Instagram, no doubt. I really, really love it. I do kind of see it more as like a place to showcase my work. And in this kind of um, mindset shift of wanting to like see people online as humans rather than just numbers or names, I kind of miss thinking about having Facebook friends, right? Having friends online. And so please add me on Facebook if you're interested because I think it's just like such a more personable way to get to know people and, and seeing, you know, beyond the numbers, right? Seeing beyond just the face. And I didn't want to just do like a personal account on Instagram because again, it just feels like follower, follower. I would prefer to be friends. <laughs> so if you want to add me and then reach out to me that way too, you're more than welcome to. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.